and welcome to another episode of Things and Stuff, the show where we talk about things and stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my best friend and co-host, Alex. Hey. We have got a great show for you today. I feel like it's been a while, but it's been the normal amount of time, you know? <laughs> for everyone else, it's been a normal amount. We keep varying the day in which we record. Yeah, but this time we got the start right. Yeah, we did. Didn't butcher it. As always... This has been thick stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a good show. It's, it's been a good show. <laughs> I was going to close it right just, there. Just shut her I down. I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, um, coming, we got a whole 37 seconds for you this yeah. week. <laughs> Alex, what's new with you? Well, Jeremy, I just realized something. Oh, I cracked myself up <laughs> on that one. <laughs> well, uh, it's been a good show. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, as Tune in next week. No, sorry. Uh, um, what's going on with you? Well, I realized, Jeremy, that we forgot to go live. We typically go live on Instagram before recording. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can give people a little taste. So yeah. I'm going to go live right. on the sh- on the show right now. I'm starting the live video. Right now? I'm starting it right here. It's checking the connection. I don't really understand how Instagram live works. We're live now on the show. What's up, people? You might be able to see it if you're listening to it tomorrow. This is true. It'll because well. It'll oh, be. that's a good point. It'll still be there if you are listening to the right show now. right now. Check out our Insta story. See if and it's if, still there. And if it's still there, cool. Hey, there's a. Then there's, you could see this part twice because you're hearing it and you could be seeing it. You, if you're listening to this right now, go and and it's Thursday, tomorrow, <laughs> or today if it's Thursday. <laughs> Whatever. Try to try and sync these up. Like try like you're listening and you're like great. okay, he's going live in like three, two. Okay, and then hit it. You mm-hmm. know. See if you can sync these. That way you can like, it's like uh, watching a, just a video. I'm well, just, I guess you could just watch the video because <laughs> you don't need to listen to the podcast. <laughs> this will be like, this is our first video show. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. But what's going on with you? What's new? Well, how you, how you been? Uh, well, it was Halloween. So that was a thing. That was a thing. Um, Did you do anything fun for Halloween? Yeah. So Did you dress up? No. Yeah. Okay. So I've traditionally had my banana costume that I can pull out. At we talked about that last night. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have the desire I was uh, cooking. I cooked for a whole bunch of my friends from Bridgetown, my Bridgetown community. What'd you make? I made, Jeremy, stuffed peppers. Very nice. But if you only use orange peppers, they look an awful lot like pumpkins. And then if you carve little faces on all those stuffed peppers. You carve little faces into your peppers? I carved little faces into 15 little peppers. Do you have any peppers. photos? Oh. You didn't take any photos. Oh, I blew that one. Yeah. I mean, it's on. It's going to be on Pinterest for sure. Like. Mm. I just Googled, because we're still Whole30, so like, I just Googled Whole30 Halloween recipes, and somebody was like, why don't you just make stuffed peppers and cut faces in them? I was like, that is the best idea I've ever heard. Nice. I took credit for the entire thing. I came up with all of it. If here's, here's my issue with stuffed peppers. They're, they're great in concept, okay. and they're delicious, and they're great right off the bat. Your first cut into it, whole thing is done. It's, it's over. over. You're yeah. done. It's over. Might as well cut everything up and just turn it into a bowl because by the by, totally it's okay. And then you you like you, you start to cut it. It's you're over. But I feel like food in general is just as much about presentation in in some ways. Exactly. So but like, then, but the then stuffed like, pepper in in and of itself, like I mean, let's be honest. If you're gonna be eating a whole bunch of food, you're gonna be kind of like, well, you're gonna be cutting it up and destroying it, like. You know, yeah, the first but, bite uh, ruins whatever you're about to eat. But the stuffed pepper, to a certain extent, is no longer a stuffed pepper even at yeah, that point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Okay, but the recipe that I used did not call for the pepper to be cooked. I cooked it because 
what you've done this Earth. before. Yeah, because uh, I stuffed peppers have been a, a a staple lately. But yeah, this recipe was like, yeah, you bake, you cook all the meat and stuff in a pot, and then scoop it into the peppers, and they're ready to serve. I'm like, no, that's a cold, <laughs> that's a raw cold pepper. That's very crunchy, and meat. you want it like, a little what? bit tender. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. That's a weird thing to to do. That that is, you're using the pepper as a bowl. Oh, by the way, we got the World Series on Game Seven right now. Um, Astros up five one. I believe. Um, but if you're if you're watching this in the future, uh, Astros won by a, a long shot. The game's not over as of right now. Alex is calling it in the air. Calling it right now. Spoiling the end of the game. But it's if you haven't watched one. Game 7, suck it. You know what I'm saying? 5-1, top of the 7th. So. Jeremy, say goodbye to Instagram. Bye, Instagram. All right. <laughs> um, now, back to you, our faithful listeners. Um, so, Alex made stuffed peppers. Um, we went to Natalie's parents' house. Nice. And we carved our pumpkins. Okay. Um, we did also. We also did not dress up. Um, we are also... Oh, actually, we just finished Whole30 today. Congrats. Um, Congratulations. And so... Um, studio we're, we're, so we, we couldn't eat candy We didn't we're gonna go out and do anything So yeah. we're like alright let's go to her parents house We went and uh, carved our pumpkins which I haven't done in forever I feel like I've only done it maybe once or twice before Okay Not, sure Yeah and so uh, that was fun She carved the Blazers logo And I did the Nike logo Now the Blazers logo A large commitment If you've never seen the Blazers logo you live under a rock It's a pinwheel and then it has like the, all the text under it It was a little complicated But that was fun though, it and then out. her it mom, really good. her mom, because uh, she wanted us to come over, she made a whole thirty meal for us. <laughs> so God she bless her. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, come over," and we're like, "We're on whole 30. She's like, "I'll make, I'll make you something." That's so funny. I feel like our parents, we were like, "Yeah, we're doing whole 30 They're like, "Okay, we'll see you next month." No, that's not really what they've done, but I'm sure everyone usually feels that way. Like, oh, well, we'll we'll hang out when you're done when you're done with that. Because I know, but now we're <laughs> done, so you won't have to hear it about it as much on the podcast. It's true. Well, I'm, I'll be done by the time we record the next one. So Exactly. Um, what else happened? Um, Jeremy, I've watched Oh, wait, wait, wait. One, okay, one, one, one more me, thing. Hit me. While we were carving our pumpkins yeah. in her neighborhood, which you would think have a lot of trick-or-treaters, yeah. there was one kid. Really? Yes. Now, that's that's just sad. Mm-hmm. We had one trick-or-treat. Now, our friends, they live in a kind of a, on kind of a busier road, so we... Weren't expecting a ton of trick-or-treaters, but they just bought their house. And so they were super excited to hopefully get some trick-or-treater. And like really late into the night, it was like starting to get a little sad that nobody had come by. We'd seen kids walk by, but nobody had come up to the door. Even though they had friendly, inviting-looking pumpkins. And the light was their on. Their house said happy Halloween. There was people in the living room. Like it looked like Halloween was going on there. They had one trick-or-treater. But still, that was like enough to satiate them. They, they were so excited. Like our first trick-or-treater. Like it was like this beautiful moment. That's awesome. She she thought about dumping the entire bowl of candy into the into the kids. I would have done that, but then we I mean there was candy there was candy for all of us, except for me. You were saying you started watching something, Stranger Things. Ah, I started yes. Stranger Things. I'm not gonna get into it anything about the no story spoilers or, or anything, but I realized that I think overall impressions uh, of I'm, season. Two. So I'm four episodes in, mm-hmm. um, and so far. I went into it having heard reviews. So what people, were the reviews you heard? Reviews I've heard were that first two are slow. The then it's really good. And it's like almost people said it's basically the first season as far as 
their enjoyment. Mm-hmm. But if anything, it's just doesn't have the same magic because it's not the first time. So mm-hmm. they, everybody's reviewed it a little lower. What I heard it, having not watched any episodes yet, yeah. Natalie's really scared. So we don't watch that show. It's when we're together. terrifying. It's not. Don't don't listen to I'm that. A, I'm a She's watched list. like 20 minutes of an episode of like episode four of season one or something like that. Um, Cause her roommate was watching it. But okay. um, the review I heard was that, um, same as what you said, but yeah. the, in addition, they said that um, because they did all of the world building in season one, yeah, and that took a while, like took season one, yeah, it's it's expanding that and like it dives in once it gets going, it dives deeper into what's going on, yeah. And in many ways, what you just said is a metaphor for what the season is doing. Like <laughs> there are the. <laughs> There are things happening in that season where they're like, we're diving deeper. And like, we're literally diving deeper right now. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I'm um, looking forward to watching it. it I, I've come to the realization. I think it's my favorite Netflix original. I've, I've been holding on to Narcos as my favorite. And I, think I got over Narcos after season two. I couldn't like. Oh, man. I was never in a. Wait, is it on season two or season three? Season three. Yeah, I didn't watch season three. Oh man, I couldn't get into it because I got into this place where I would like want to start watching a show, but then I would, like want to do something else, kind of. Yeah. While I was watching Narcos, it was just like too, I'm like, ah. and I didn't want to read. I don't. When I'm watching TV, I don't want to be reading. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, why don't you just learn Spanish? That's fair. Not really. But. So Narcos, I, Narcos, I would still say I think is Netflix. <coughs> there, I think it's their best original series, but I think. Stranger Things. They have is a my lot favorite. of good ones. They have a lot of good ones, but like House of Cards is the only other one I see competing with them, and it's run its it ran its course a long time ago, and mm-hmm. now it's canceled. But mm-hmm. um, Stranger Things definitely my favorite. They have some good comedies though, and like um, yeah. they do have some good comedies. <laughs> Stand up um, comedy? No, just like comedy shows. They have some good ones. Oh, okay. And um, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. Well, anyway, back to Strange Things. Sorry. No, no. It's, so my review of it so far, four episodes in, I like it just as much as the first season, if not a little more, because it's like, oh, man. It's just, I love the world that they've built. They've, and it's established so well that in like the first episode, this is not a spoiler at all, but like they just run you through all the characters. Like just in the first, like the first scene is just like, it's like, Hey everyone, like literally just saying hello to everybody that you and you're like, Oh man, it is good to be back. I've been away for too long from this show. That's and awesome. And it like, there's just this certain magic. And now they're they're I'm at the point in the show where they're, they're taking things and like making it a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. They like, they've set up this basic, like this sandbox and now they're just throwing things into yeah, it. Yeah. That's a great way around with it to describe what I heard. Like they're, it's like expanding more. Yeah. They're just exploring what they can do with the characters and how their characters respond to certain events. And it's awesome because like, I don't know the whole, the whole show is just so well-crafted. I really, I really enjoy it. I really look forward to uh, starting that up again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm afraid of it though. Did you have anything else you want to um, talk about in the pre-show? Oh, uh, no, not that I can think of. All right. Then Alex, what's your thing? Jeremy, it's time to get a little nerdy, it, but it's, I mean, we passed that station a long we, time ago. We did. We did, but we haven't really had like a purposely nerdy topic. 
Wait till we get into Star Wars. That'll be a December episode. That's a good point. Oh, I should. I do have one more thing for before. Let's bury the lead on this <laughs> this topic a little bit. Okay, <laughs> right. I forgot to tell you about this. Erica has started listening to Christmas music as of today. That's November, fine. It's it, November first is her Christmas music day. That is fine. That being said, I'll allow it. Uh, the <laughs> the radio doesn't start playing Christmas music until at least the ninth. I googled it today. Because I was going to surprise her after work. She gets in the car. Christmas music already playing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I don't know that I'm ready to jump into Christmas music yet, but I'm thinking that I'm just going to go ahead and accept my fate of like, this is this is part of marriage. You know, mm-hmm. like if Here's we're going to have Christmas I'm, music I'm, in the house. I am sitting next to you in that boat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because um, I acknowledge the fact that starting Christmas music on the first yeah. is acceptable. If you're starting Christmas music in October... Too soon. A little too soon. You yeah. jumped the gun. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not going to be too strict or naive to think that you have to wait until after Thanksgiving. No, that's too late. Then, then you have to, that's too late. So I'll accept if you start playing. I've, I've evolved, you know, in wow. my thinking. And wow. um, Christmas music before Thanksgiving, I'll allow it. Okay. But like you, I'm not ready to start listening to it. Just I'm not yet. ready to start <laughs> listening to it. You do your thing. Yeah. That's fine. Uh-huh. I'm not going to frown on you for listening to Christmas music on November 1st, but I'll probably wait till the rest of the world, like, <laughs> till the rest of the U.S. <laughs> on the yeah. 9th. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a strictly after Thanksgiving household. Now that I've realized I don't really like that, I don't really like Thanksgiving that much, and that you've pointed out that it's basically just, like, prep Christmas, I'm like, all right. It's just like, it's like the kickoff to the... Well, no, I said that Halloween was the kickoff no, to the holiday season. There was something about Thanksgiving. But I said that, that Thanksgiving was... Like, was like it's like a prep Christmas without the presents, without the pressure of presents. Okay, you know? that's what it was. Um, and you get all the food, you get all the good stuff like the food and the family and stuff without having to do presents. Yeah, which is a great presents are awesome and fun, but you don't have to like worry about the stresses of yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I'm realizing that I don't really care about Thanksgiving, so why do why do I need this unnecessary barrier? So I'm gonna be fine with Christmas music, but I do have a little bit of a sinister trade off, and this is why I I feel like it. we're evolving, you know. We are. This is growing up. But I'm still a child. It's called compromise. Erica, th- this is this is not compromise. Well, it's kind of compromise. Eric, with Erica having surgery in the within two weeks, give or take, we <laughs> she's gonna be laid up for a little while. She's gonna want to watch movies. Guess what series we'll be finishing? <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> we will be finishing. Where are you in? Um. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, she's seen four and five. All right. I was going to say that our significant others, your wife, and my girlfriend, had not seen Star Wars. Yeah. Um, prior to knowing us. Yeah. So we were catching them up. True. So she's seen four and five and has not wanted. She didn't. Lo- she did not like five very much and is not interested in uh, finishing the series. What? What she? So what does she not like about five? The thing with five. We'll her, get to our topic in a second. <laughs> this is fine. I said we were going to get nerdy with it, and then I, I was like, you know what? We'll just talk about that in a minute. But. So her thing with five was that five is the, four. Yeah, yeah. So a new hope set it up in a way that she thought going forward, this is going to be the vibe of the series. She mm-hmm. liked the comedy of Harrison Ford and the way he behaved in the, in the group. And like 
there were s- several more moments in that movie that she thought were funny. Mm-hmm. I had never really thought of as funny it that way. But then, but watching back it again it, and watching it with her, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, there are some really like funny moments in this and some unintentionally funny moments. Yeah, like I don't think they were going for funny in some of the moments that are very funny. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like this is a piece of junk. Like mm-hmm. she laughs, she laughs at things like that, and. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not making fun of her. That, mm-hmm. that was funny. And it was yeah. funny watching it with her because I hadn't really laughed at some of those lines and then mm-hmm. I was laughing at it. And then you get to five and it's much more dour. Like there's definitely not a whole lot of laughing going on in five. It's it, way more story, way changes, more lore yeah. heavy. Um, so she was just, she was, not I don't think feeling. it goes too deep into lore in episode five in comparison to a new hope. It does. And where, where that's where it kind of lost her because she's not as interested like even to the point where the twist at the end, I am your father. Like nothing that like fell on deaf ears for her. She was like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, See? that's okay. fine, that's fine." But like going into six, I was like, "All right, you'll like this one a little better because it's more in line with I think a new hope." And then when we get to seven, you're gonna love Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, so you're not even going to the prequels? I well, when we may go back eventually. She's not liking it that much. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot of value in it to go back to the prequels because I don't really think they're very enjoyable to watch. And I don't. But you really did think. enjoy the prequels. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. So now here's my, the Natalie's experience. Yeah. Um, episode four, which she likes to call episode one. Yeah. Because we watch them in the order they came out. Sure. <laughs> it makes sense. Yes. Um, she thought it was kind of slow. Okay. Um, and it is. that one it is the oldest so yeah. it looks the oldest yeah and some parts of it age well others do not sure um but we powered through that one okay episode five is when she buckled in all right and then she started like getting I mean, that's into, when the story gets real yeah I mean, that's when five she started is easily the best one so that's when she started getting his story and that was that was her favorite okay and the um she had heard about the twist at the end uh-huh but then when it um happened it all made more sense. Like why it's a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause big bad villain. Yeah. So then it's that, then like there was context to all of these quotes that you hear in, yeah. in pop culture. Yeah. Pop culture. Um, you realize how much has come out of star Wars. Yes. So then we got into episode six, return of the Jedi. Sure. My least favorite. Your least favorite out of the original hmm. trilogy. It was close with me between that and hope. Um, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, we'll get into this into our Star Wars topic when we do that later. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I really we're gonna go deep dive into this. That um, could be fun, but especially when it comes out over Christmas. But, um, that one she was all in. I've never seen her more locked into a movie was for uh was for Return of the Jedi because there's another twist in that that you kind of see coming because of. That. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. She did not see coming. It happens. And the second twist, which was a little more minuscule, mm-hmm. blew her mind. Really? Yes. That's awesome. I mean, I that is a can good... We, are we spoiling anything right now? I, I'm going to say let's not spoil it, just in case Erica listens to this before. Okay. Because that is definitely not a moment that's in pop culture. So maybe that twist will get her. Yeah. That twist blew her mind. She couldn't deal with it. That's that's awesome. It so is then, a good, it's a good. Uh, so we finished the original trilogy. I'm super proud of her. I'm glad that she really enjoyed episode five and six. Yeah. Um. Then it was her idea, which I was so glad. She was like, it was like a rainy day, or whatever. Saturday, uh-huh. lazy Saturday. She's like, let's watch uh, episode one. Okay. Star Wars prequels. I'm like, 
all right, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna give her any sure like just just what we're gonna watch it and like let her judge it for herself. Okay, this is when the Star Wars universe changed for her was when she watched Episode One. Oh dear, because now this one takes place like was made in 2000 versus the 80s, yeah, 70s and 80s. Uh huh. So it looks more like a movie that you're accustomed to seeing. Sure. Yeah. And it like this started all the special effects that we see today, and so she was like, it was was all in. There's and now because you've watched the original trilogy, you know all these like characters, yeah. and so she was already way more invested in these people than she was in the original trilogy because like you're getting to know these people now, like you're trying to go back and see how it all happened. Yeah. So she was, she was in it, and there was another twist in that one. Didn't see coming. <laughs> she loved it. She was all about it. Twist. Uh, no, I don't think I remember the, the twist in that one. You might not think it's a twist, um, okay. but it has to do with um, Natalie Portman. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mean Keira Knightley? That was the exact twist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, that blew her mind. So then we I get... I forgot that that was actually a plot point. I thought that they just... No. Did, I also, they were just playing those roles like also watching it, the uh, prequels back, they're still bad, but not as like watching it with someone who hasn't seen them before. They're not as bad as I remember. Okay. All right. I gave them a second chance. I mean, you and I have recently tried to watch them, and mm-hmm. we were like, uh, "All right, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm good." Mm-hmm. Three was all right. Yeah. It's, I think it's three the, is all right. Two is really cringy. One is like a different type of movie because there's like a lot of politics and stuff. Yeah. But she was into it. So, all was right. Really cool. So now we're halfway through episode two. Quick aside, we mentioned Kira Knightley. I just saw a little factoid about her in Pirates of the Caribbean. Did you know that she was 17 in that movie? In like the first one? The first Pirates, yeah. No. Curse of the Black Pearl. She is 17 when they were filming that movie. That's crazy. I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that weird? All right. So now we're a little bit in. But let's go into your thing. Let's do it. Jeremy, I want to talk about video games. All right. Not too far from Star Wars. No, not at all. We're <laughs> a hop, skip, and a jump. We're, I mean, we're already in relationships, you know, so we're good. Like, there's no, like, <laughs> <laughs> they know us too. They so. know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just in this time right now where I feel like, so you and I grew up playing video games together. Yeah. And like, they were a thing, but it was never like a, I don't know. We were never in like video game culture or anything like that. But this year has, you know what I'm saying? No, I know. But like when he, when Alex says that we grew up playing video games together, his mom would be off at work and it was like in the summertime. And so we weren't as kids in the neighborhood. We weren't allowed to go in. Like he wasn't allowed to have people over when his parents weren't home. Makes sense. Cause you're a kid. You don't want to have to like be yeah. responsible for that. It's like middle so school. we would, we found the loophole and we would, play video games in his garage because technically we're not in the house so we would bring a little like tv in the garage and we plug in our gamecube or we borrowed it from sean and sean's gamecube had a little screen on it screen so we would play mario kart and uh zelda wind waker split screen on that tiny little GameCube. it was like four by four inch it was crazy but it was hilarious that was the whole summer. We we're like, are you guys playing outside? Yeah. Because we're technically outside. Yeah, we're technically outside. Kind of, because we're in the garage and yeah. it's open. So it's kind of outside. So that's what he meant by we grew up playing video games together. Absolutely. And then finally, we were allowed into the house when they realized that, yeah, we're just playing video games. Yeah, they're not going to do anything, <laughs> are they? No, I'm just playing video games. Okay, you guys can go in. That's fine. Use the TV, mm-hmm. whatever. 
So, but now I've entered this point in my life where I like video games more now, I think, than I did back then. You can appreciate the art in them. Yeah, I think so. Like they, but they've just gotten. Also, to this, they've evolved. They've evolved. They've gotten to this point that I don't think that they, I don't think we even thought about back then. But like they're telling stories that are like super creative, and you have this agency within the stories and stuff that like things that are you happening can't because do, you chose you for can't that to happen. Get that level of storytelling necessarily in a movie. Like yeah. it's a different type of storytelling than in a movie or a book because totally. you're an active participant. Yeah, it's like you're there. I think of it as like, sure, you're playing as this person, but it's like it's not your experience. You're just kind of guiding them through this, and you're experiencing. And you get their to story. discover, yeah, you get to just discover along with the character differently than if you're watching it. Happen. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun and a lot of different of these type of games. And I just yeah, so I just think we should talk about some video games we like, but also just talk about how good of a year this has been for video games. Like, if you don't know. Some of the, I would say, three of the greatest games ever to have been made came out this year, so far. Uh, we've got Horizon. Horizon is a story that takes place in the far-flung future, and then it's all about this, uh, basically... No spoilers. No, no spoilers at all. But the gist of it is that you you have no idea why, but humanity has basically gone back to like caveman, caveman tech and like they're back in living in a more tribal culture and like living off of the land and using like wooden tools and things like that. But alongside them are these gigantic robot monsters that are robot like, dinosaurs. Sure. There are some robot dinosaurs. You also got the robot horsies. Yeah. And there's just like big scary robots all over those this world. So you can tell that it's somehow in the future but also the past. Yeah. And it's this really just wild story that I've never it's this really good sci-fi story. Yeah. Um, great. That's a great game. My favorite oh, probably my favorite game of the year. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What I think, was the I think third one? Uh the third one oh, so, we'll, okay. we'll do the second one. Second one is the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out for Nintendo Switch and Wii U, but who cares? But one of the biggest releases, like because it was one of Nintendo Switch's, like it was its crutch. Like this, like this is happening yeah. while the Switch is being like launched. Yeah, this was the big one while you are getting accustomed to the Switch, and um, it's a household name, Z- Zelda. Yeah, as far as Nintendo games go, it's the, one of its biggest things. Sure. So um, this was the one that everybody was waiting for, and it did not disappoint. It was a beautiful game. It was huge scope. Um, it was one that even Natalie enjoyed playing along. Like this, like, and she doesn't play as many video games, you know. Yeah. It's that one is just um. That one's good fun. Yeah. Zelda had this thing about it where it was like, I feel like every game you wanted as a kid was like, oh man, I just wish I could climb up that thing. Or like, I wish I could go over there. That Mm -hmm. thing I can see in the distance that they designed. I wish I could go to it. Mm -hmm. Or like, man, I wish that when I hit this bush with a fire arrow that it would catch on fire and open that. Oh, that worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's cool about both of these games are what's called open world games. And so they're exactly what Alex is describing. It's like, you have this whole space where you can just do it. It's not like um, typical arcade games where it's like you fe- fight this boss and you go to the next thing. You fight this boss. It's like it's not as linear. Like you still there's still a story going on in the background. Yeah. But like you get to choose which way what you want to do, which way you want to go. It's not like fight this boss and then do this. Yeah. 
And it's, oh man, it is wild. It is such a, such a good experience playing. So I'm, I'm with you on those top two and I'm just spacing. What's your third um, game? The third game is one I haven't played yet, but it's one that has been just basically like it's already getting game of the year. Nods. Oh, so this is the one that just came out. Yes. Super so, Mario. but you haven't played it yet. No, but I, I, I have faith in the fact that it was the highest scoring game this year. Yeah. And, it's been it's been the highest reviewed game of all time so like over the weekend uh super mario odyssey came out last friday again for switch for switch yeah so two really good games by the way for the i think probably my the most fun i've ever had with a game console was Mm -hmm. the switch of like this like oh my gosh i have like some of the greatest games ever made in a handheld thing yeah it's just it's crazy, but Super Mario Odyssey looks awesome. It's mm-hmm. this. 3D. I feel like um, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Super Mario Odyssey. They had um, name recognition going for them. Yeah, and nostalgia was a huge thing when it came to voting for Game of the Year and like the ratings. Um, everybody was like, su- like I'm not. I'm I'm with you that Breath of the Wild is one of the best games of the year. It's on my top two, and I haven't played um, Mario. Mario. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not doubting that they're good games. They had that which um, which a lot of new games don't have. It was like um, Horizon. Horizon though. didn't have, which is yeah. what I'm saying. Like you yeah. know, it's getting great reviews, and it didn't have like something to like. People had to just play it and see it. Where people are like wanting to play Zelda before it comes out. Sure, people are want really wanting to play um, Mario. Sure. Whereas like everyone's like, oh, this is a great game. Everybody's got to play this game. You know, they had it, they came up different ways. I think the thing with that though was that that gave Horizon the room to be a surprise this year, where it was, people were like, well, let's there's see more room to be this, disappointed like, with the other two. Yeah, if it doesn't the, live up to expectations. This studio, they've never really made a game like this, and like who knows? It's kind of weird. Like it's a weird setting, and I'm not I'm not sure if I'm going to be into it. But then yeah, it turns out to be one of the greater games of the year. Probably going to win a lot of game of the year awards and stuff. Where yeah, this. Then Zelda and Mario have this hype because it's been what ten years since they've released anything like uh, anything with the you know quality that these games have, the polish that they have, and and they're they're releasing them both this year. So there's a lot of hype surrounding both of them, and they both seem to have exceeded expectations. Yeah, um, it's awesome. I'm, I it's find it curious how late it's being released, which makes sense because it's in for prep for um, holiday seventeen. You know, yeah. Um, but just in comparison to like, I don't know. I'm curious to see the, or to get a peek behind what the marketing strategy was for like that time in comparison to Zelda. Like Zelda had to be ready because of launch. Yeah. But like when, like what their timeline was. I think it's just because they want it to be the hot item for Black Friday. I think typically when you launch it, it's something in October. If like Christmas is coming up, you want to be, you want that to be on the shelves. You want people to be buying a ton of those. So you want to move a ton of units right right before Christmas so then you can, by the end of the year, say, oh, look at this game. Look no, I, I understand that part, but I'm like, um, that's that part makes 100% sense to me. And that's what I was thinking. Like, holiday makes sense. You're coming up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, when is game of the year in for consideration? Oh, I think... A because lot of, I, I know, I'm on. pretty sure, like, this one is going to be, this is a top three game of the year. Yeah. But it has five less months to be in the public for people to be voting on it, you know? So I'm just wondering, and like five less months sure. to get the stats on it and like games sold and blah, 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 like, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, granted, they want to make more money by selling for holiday. Fair. Yeah. But like how, when is voting and all that stuff? I'm just curious. Yeah. 
I would, it's something I would that imagine, I would look into. I would imagine it's, yeah, it's just different depending on which outlet is doing it or whatever, you know. But I think there's probably something smart about being, like, really fresh in their minds. Like, now Horizon, that was, what, February, I think? Maybe yeah, March? Yeah, That was a long time ago. But expansion coming out Tuesday for that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just – I love video games. I think people need to play more video games. I was really excited uh, to see on Instagram that – John Mayer tweeted a picture of him playing his Switch on the plane, playing the new Mario game. And it you was like, say that people need to be playing more video games, but I think people are playing video games now more than ever. Oh, I agree with you there. I agree with you there too. I did a report, and in college. it's not as nerdy. Like, ever, like totally. Like we're making we're poking fun at it, but like mm-hmm. everybody's playing, is doing gaming of some sort. My favorite, one of my favorite things to happen to gaming recently, I would say, was the discovery. Like we talked about it on our board game topic, but the Jackbox party yeah. pack games where like that is hands down the best party game experience like if you have a whole bunch of people and you play quiplash you all have your phones out you're all writing funny things like there's nothing like there's not a board game like that but, yeah that is that entertaining and engaging for mm-hmm. everyone um and but this year there have been a slew of those like just all yeah. kinds of different but experiences. to your point like like you said these three games they're not just like they're not the top three games of this year. Yeah. These three games, you can put them against any, like these three games. They hold their own across. Are three games. of the greatest games. Like they're amazing. Yeah. And Uncharted 4 had come out. Yeah. That was last year. I think yeah. that was, that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. stories. Series. That was like a movie. Um, oh yeah. Just like Indiana, total, playing Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if you like action, like pulp action adventure kind of stories, then check out Uncharted. Cause that's just awesome. Um, a new game coming out like kind of a little distant future, but it's a sequel to, I think what kind of, well, it kind of made me realize that, Oh wow. You can tell a really, really interesting and like powerful story in games. But um, the last of us um, is a game that everyone needs to play. I think that one is a little older, right? It is. It's it's older. So the f- the original Last of Us came out at the I you know what I don't even know the date. It was the last one of the last games to come out for PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. So if you have a PlayStation Three, dust that bad boy off and find yourself a copy of The Last of Us because there's like I I don't think that anything has like left me as affected as a as that game you know like that's yeah. a story that you just don't feel right after like it's just so so it's heavy, like it's so a good. duo story a young girl and an older an older fatherly figure yeah and um it's in a what's the word i'm looking for post-apocalyptic thank you i was yeah. in my tongue post-apocalyptic world and you're just journeying through this story with them and seeing like them grow closer and the hard things that they go through and it's a really touching story just like on the relationship like oh, too totally. and like you get to play as both of them sometimes i don't know it's just great it becomes this like really powerful story about it's like, movie father. quality yeah. oh yeah movie quality Easily. story and writing too yeah and you like you meet different characters along the way but it is like primarily this father-daughter story and they're not related mm-hmm. but it's this father-daughter story that is like so so powerful and then the ending of it you just you're like man that and it's it's like it, that one has you on the edge of your seat like it's really intense and like oh, yeah. it's great it's um, a, it's, a, it's definitely a scary game i wasn't too. gonna like, say it's but yeah little, it's, 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 a, it's a very part, scary game <laughs> but, I, but it, it like it's worth playing like you can even dumb it down to easy and like just kind of skate through so that's not super terrifying but man 
that story you have to experience if you yeah. can. Um, that one, the initial release was um, June 2013. Okay, 2013. That I, that was going to be my guess. So then they remastered it and put it out on PS4, mm-hmm. and that's that's the definitive way to play it. But if you have a PS3, which a lot of people do, they sold a lot of those. I still have one. You should you should find a way to play The Last of Us. It's going to be like you're, you'll be able to find it for like five. Bucks. And they're coming out with Last of Us Two release date unknown. Yeah, so Last of Us Two has been in the news this week actually because they released a trailer that was like crazy brutal, <laughs> like very graphic. Yeah. Um, and the graphics were amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 getting to the point with like facial animation and stuff. Man, it's just like crazy that mm-hmm. people like. The people in The Last of Us Part 2 is what they're calling it. The, the people in that game look real. So when they die on screen, it's like, ah, that kind of felt, ugh. Yeah. felt feel icky. I feel like I just watched somebody actually die. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I'm not trying to scare you away from that. Because that it's, I mean, it's just a, it's a story like nothing else. There are some video games that I wish I could just watch them as a movie. Yeah, that's Last of Us is one of them. I was like, I wish I could just watch that one, and not that I'm asking that that be made into a movie, but like, because like when you're playing a game like this, story heavy, like mm-hmm. you'll play part of it, and then it'll go to a cutscene where like the story building and exposition happens. Yeah, and then you'll c- go right into a game like the game playing part where you're playing again, and then you can go to another cutscene. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, I just want to watch the cutscenes woven together, like to see the story go through. Yeah, so I've actually done that for like an Arkham game. I watched all of the or I watched parts of the cutscenes. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. Those are fun. The Batman games. Like, cause I was playing one of the Batman games and I was like, wait, what, what happened to the last one? So I watched part of a YouTube video that just cut together all the last. <laughs> That's together. awesome. Yeah. The, okay. It's kind of like, have you played a telltale game before? No, I haven't, but I've seen it and know what it is. <laughs> it's it te- so telltale makes games. They're a studio. They make a studio and publisher. They make these games where basically you're, you're watching a movie, but every once in a while, there'll be a moment where the character that you're in charge of will have like different dialogue options. So you, then you just choose a, how a, to react to different people like, or what decisions you make as a character. Yeah. It, it, and like some of it can have like, can be like a really weighty decision of like, okay, you either have to kill this person or, or let save this person, person live yeah. mm-hmm. and save them in some way. Um, or it'll be like a different dialogue option of like wait how did you get in here and then you have to figure out the best lie or whatever to get out of your situation so everybody has a like a different playing experience potentially and yeah your choices then affect the entire story of the game and like you can have like if you chose to kill off a character they will just be done and there'll be like five episodes of that story then and then you've missed that out you've missed out on that character or whatever so then you can play through it again get a completely different experience with that character alive or anything like that there's one called uh, they they did a Batman one that I've been meaning to check out. That mm-hmm. is apparently like a really really good Batman story, and they kind of do a Joker origin kind of thing. But it's you you have a hand in it mm-hmm. as Batman. Mm-hmm. It seems really interesting. This Telltale games remind me a lot of Westworld. Have we talked about Westworld on the show? I don't think we have. I uh, maybe I started watching West. I mean, we might have. I started watching Westworld. I binged it. I watched all of it in like a week or something like that. Nice. It's such a good show. HBO just knows what they're doing. It's uh very graphic. Sure, of a show. It's HBO. Sure, yeah. Um, but the story and the thought, like the um. I don't know. Not just the story and the writing, but like the things that it makes you think about in regards to humanity, 
crazy. I, I loved loved it. But like it's about like like you said the decisions and that you have in Telltale and like all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I mean, people were saying about Westworld when it came out, like this is a really video gamey kind of show because it like I mean that was the kind of the premise behind it of like, all right, you're going into this world and your choices matter, but not in the real not in real life. You know, yeah, like, it was kind of that exactly, exactly. escapism kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I just want people to get out there and play some games because there are some really good stories that are being told and some like really good things being said in video games that people are a lot of social on. commentary and stuff like that. A lot of good that stuff that you can uh, talk about in video games. And good party, um, party we stuff. have named some of our favorite video games of this year and of all time. Yeah. Um, we forgot to mention like the game that we met on was Wind Waker. Is that the Wind Waker? Yeah. And so that one is one of my favorites. Like we we have. It's just so much fun. That was our summer game, and that was a lot of fun. So we had a very close connection to Zelda when it came to Breath of the Wild. For sure. Oh, we're ready for it. For sure. So Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, Horizon, and Mario, which we haven't yet played. But those are some of our favorites. Um, If you are a gamer, please write in to sayyourthing at gmail.com and let us know what your favorite game is. And if you have a Switch, send us your friend codes so we can play Mario Kart. We would love to play Switch with you. Yeah. All right. What's your thing? Um, well, I wanted to talk about commercials. All right. Um, I, like yourself, took several uh, marketing and advertising classes when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I used to hate commercials. Okay. Then I studied commercials. Yeah. And I enjoy commercials. Uh-huh. Maybe, Most maybe. of the time. Yeah. I dislike them for the inconvenience of stopping the great shows that I'm watching. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the quality of commercials has just completely... Uh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna have a be- beginning, middle, and end to this yeah this topic. How com- the like advertising has evolved is very intriguing to me because commercials used to be in my, in my opinion or my observation I should say used to be more focused on um, selling you things like buy this now you know sure yeah whereas now it's more um, about storytelling. Yes, you know, hundred percent. Um, which is a great way to sell something, and it evolved from like selling you something cold, to then bringing like a lot of a lot of commercials are just to bring awareness to something. Mm-hmm. But most commercials, you already know w- what a Coke is. Yeah, you know, and you already know what X, Y, and Z are. So it's not about bringing awareness anymore. Now it's about telling a story to say like why this is the better thing or better brand or why you need this in your life or why this is important, et cetera, et cetera. Or yeah. to just leaving a lasting impression that Coke is the good brand or like wh- whatever X, Y, and Z is the good brand, you know? Sure. Um, and so that was like the evolution or I feel like how commercials have progressed. Yeah. At uh, four, five years ago, there was a turn. Uh-huh. Um, where the commercials, they, they diverged. Uh-huh. Some of them kept on the trajectory of telling stories while others went just to get recognition yeah. through their commercials and um, to get their brand recognized. So they went to the completely outlandish, right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, the, that, first, the first one was Old Spice. Yeah. Done by Wyden and Kennedy, mm-hmm. a huge agency in Portland, probably the best in the biz. They also they're created, also in New York and they're also yeah. in They created um, Just Do It mm-hmm. and other things like that, but... Mm-hmm. So, but, but, but the point is like, so then everybody tried to start copying them and it's like just digressed yeah. into this thing that we have now in advertisement. So, yeah. um, 
my question to you is do you have a commercial that has stuck with you and what is your thought on like these different types of advertisement whether it's selling with like through narration you know or if it's like the storytelling or the funny because another thing is like seeing how the sausage is made knowing about commercials and stuff like that and like what they're like how they're trying to work with the target audience and like all this x y and z you know all these different things that they're trying to do in advertisement in the the short amount of time they have yeah you would think that I wouldn't like it as much or that I would be like, Oh, I know what's going on here, but I like them even more. (laughs) I feel like when you kind of, yeah, when you know a little bit more about how it's made and you're like thinking about, okay, how did they come up with that idea Mm -hmm. or things like that? Then you're a little more interested in the story behind the commercial than you are about the actual, but sometimes I'm like, this is so stupid and I'm the target audience and this is completely working for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest thing is like, even knowing, I know what you're doing. I kind of like it. I kind yeah. it's working. All right. Maybe I'll try Old Spice. Uh <laughs> here okay, so um for I'll okay, I'll give you an example of some of my favorite commercials. Yeah. Um 2 years ago during the Super Bowl, um every ad went real serious. Like they have they they're on like ebbs and flows. Like sometimes yeah. they all go like trying to be really funny. Sometimes they was trying to go like really big and have like these super huge campaigns where like all these celebrities are happening. But 2 years ago there was a, a shift and I don't know what happened or why, but all the commercials were tearjerkers. Every single commercial was a tearjerker. Yeah. And so one that got me was a Toyota commercial. Um and I've shared this with you before where um, and I don't, that's what's great about it. like I can tell you the brand it was Toyota and it was that like works. this kid was um, like you see the like the dad drive um, the kid to uh, practice I think it's like soccer football practice and you see the mom pick him up and then you see like the dad like taking the blah 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 and you realize in the no dialogue in this commercial it's just like music going on yeah you realize that like oh this is a split family like the parents are divorced he, the kid is living in two homes and you see the kid like a young kid then the teenager like they have multiple actors for this kid yeah and finally he gets a scholarship um and he like hits a game-winning shot or a goal or i don't remember what it's that sport could be basketball could be soccer could be football i don't okay. remember um but he's like going to practice gets a sco- like scores gets a scholarship blah 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 right uh-huh and i just remember that like um the the part that got me though is like when the parents were like all excited the dad waves over the stepdad like you were a part of this too you know and nice. i was like that is great you know yeah like oh that was that was so great and it was like that's a family it was like talking that's about family and yeah. all that stuff oh that was a great commercial yeah that's really good that's really good i wonder who did that one i'm trying to think about it there's like three companies that do all the super bowl commercials Ah, kind of. There's, I mean, it's getting a little more variety lately. I feel like that seriousness has kind of carried over into like last year's Super Bowl ads were also. But then they also had Baby Monkey, whatever. Well, yeah, Puppy Monkey Baby or whatever. Yeah, that that was that one is like I think that was the end of the what Old Spice started with their Isaiah Mustafa campaign. Mm -hmm. I think just on that one. What every other agency, not agency, what every other campaign missed when they were trying to mimic the kind of silliness of, hello, I'm on a horse. Mm-hmm. They missed the aspect of after that commercial aired, they put Isaiah Mustafa in a hotel room responding to YouTube comments for like a day or three days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And was like responding to almost every question that came into that video on YouTube. And mm-hmm. 
and they did it. All of them were produced little mini videos where he was responding and engaging with the community and kind of activating this fan base to like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. have you seen what Old Spice is doing? And everybody's like, look at, go but look the, at this right now. I don't think that they necessarily missed that because not a lot of people know about that. That wasn't the thing that got the commercial super popular. It, it was the... Um, the, com- the commercial the hit, itself yeah. was popular, but w- I think what made it really successful was the fact that it, it activated this community around it and everybody that was there remember like was there I because I remember going and watching all of those videos because they were so funny he was mm-hmm. just like but if you ask most people who have seen the commercial like they think oh it's funny because he's like changing all these things blah blah, yeah. blah. they won't know that there was all these videos in response but most like people the commercial don't. has lasted without people knowing about the community sure but I think that the reason it stuck around was that he stuck around too like it wasn't just this like I mean, it was a great ad. Don't get me wrong. I'm it probably the greatest ad that there has been in a long time. I feel like go. Okay. Going through ad school. It was like, we looked at Apple's 1989 ad and then we watched the old spice ad. Actually, we didn't even watch them. Cause by the, by the time you're in ad school, you've seen those ads 19,000 times or whatever. But, um, we talked about those in almost every class, but I, I, I truly think that it's because of the, the, activated this community that then is going out and they're repping the brand in some way like oh my gosh you have to go see the commercial mm-hmm. the commercial's so funny we've seen the commercial or whatever and they're the ones kind of spreading it the the in the most fierce way yeah whereas these because a lot of people like, are trying to manufacture that viral sensation totally. you know whereas some like they did it in a way that was more organic yeah Totally. It was it was organic and it was just this weird surprise of like nobody cares about men's soap. And that was the whole reason they they like just that was their final push. It was either this if this campaign works, great. If it doesn't work, we're gonna stop making men's soap. I mean that was basically the situation of that ad. And that's so crazy to me. Um, another commercial that um I can remember was just I saw it last week. Mm-hmm. Now, because I just saw it last week, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was for T-Mobile. Um, and it was it was so stupid, it had me rolling laughing. So, really? like, so first it starts off with, I'm pretty sure it was a cell phone carrier of some sort. I'm pretty sure it's T-Mobile. Yeah. Um, a guy walks out with his cell phone and he's talking about all these, like, these features and plans and stuff like that. And then, like, he's walking across the screen. And then as he's walking and finishing, another a girl comes walking behind him. And, like, it's like in a blank studio type of thing, you know? Like, white backdrop, you know? Yeah. He's walking through and he's, like, the spokesperson. But then the girl starts, like, it, the, the girl starts walking behind him and starts like finishing like the pitch you know yeah and um and like you the camera shifts and it's like on her and then someone else starts walking behind that person or in front of that person and like starts telling you other things and then like um by the fifth person like who's like walking because like normally it's one person who's the spokesperson right yeah and these all they all looked different like one person the guy was in a suit and he was giving a spokesperson whereas the girl was like supposed to be really hip and then the, like so I had all these different spokespeople and by the fifth person i'm like why are there so many spokespeople in this commercial and the sixth person said by this point you're probably wondering why there's so many spokespeople <laughs> at this commercial and i'm like you got me you got me right there they nailed it yeah i was like why and then it show, it finishes with there's like 50 people in the room who are always like who are telling you like this is why you need to do blah 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 yeah i'm pretty sure it's t-mobile i don't remember but it was like i was laughing I'm like okay they got i you. was wondering why there's so many spokespeople and that is why oh that was good that's awesome i i'm gonna be honest i don't see commercials anymore because i just i don't watch 
TV. So I only hear, I only see commercials that are like real good because people are passing them around or whatever. Well, here's another thing. Like you, what I meant by commercials though, it's not just visual. Like we hear ads on podcasts and True. like everything, every time like, um, and now this podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is like yeah. every time, like what do you think or about those Dollar ads? Shave Club or like everything is yeah. like There's all like these ad buys. Yeah, those like those are the two of the big ones that you hear on all of the podcasts we listen to. Yeah, um, I guess that's our demographic that sure. they're aiming for. There's also like Lisa Mattress, and they're one that is prevalent on every like in. Every I haven't heard Lisa Mattress a lot. You, you'll hear them you'll, mm-hmm. now that I've said their name. You'll hear them. Mm-hmm. They advertise like. I feel like they've spent so much lately. They're they Lisa or Casper, both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've. I feel like they sponsored cereal. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it was just S Town. I can't remember. But yeah, like, but here's another one. Though. Like, so we have those ads. So I'm not just talking about TV ads because sure. then also on like YouTube, like there's an ad before almost every video now. Yeah, and in between some videos, if they're longer than ten minutes, there's uh, there's an ad there. You know, my theory with those is that nobody watches those. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like, but most a lot of them now you can't skip. Yeah. But the ones but, you can't skip are generally movie. I feel like a lot of them are like movie or show ads. That's a that's an interesting thought. But like I remember, I I remember this was last year. My professor was talking about how like it they're broken up into into different time lengths. So you have fifteens, you have thirties, and you have the six like the full minute. And then it's like there, he was basically saying anything longer than a thirty on the internet is regularly skipped and it's to the point where you may find more value in a 15 second ad because somebody's like, all right, well it's 15 seconds. I can stick around or whatever, but like, no, exactly. It's hundred percent to the point where like ads are having to be for YouTube, at least are having to be designed around the fact of like, you have five seconds before they can skip you. So you better mm-hmm. con- convince but you them can that pay you can to a this. certain point where it can't be skipped. Like if you buy that, sure. like you can pay so it doesn't get skipped. But like, I, I, I think that does more harm than good. I honestly do because like, all I'm thinking is like, gosh, I want this Budweiser ad to go away so I can watch this five second video I want to watch. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think, I think the the industry around YouTube ads and like internet ads in general is they're still trying to figure it out. I don't, I, it's just not, it doesn't seem to be working to me. I don't know anything, but like, I know from my own personal experience that I've never really paid attention to when an ad runs before. Of YouTube video. One, I do think that the YouTube ads are working, but th- I agree that, um, well, this goes back to what is the purpose of the ad, you know? Yeah. Because like we talked about, like when I brought it up, is that some of them are trying to sell, like actually sell you the thing. Like yeah. this is on sale right now for blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Some of them, but I've, most of them are just to bring awareness to that this is this is happening right now yeah. you know um for like lot, like movie trailers this is coming out now they are trying to sell a ticket and blah blah yeah. blah but a lot of it's like this is this is coming like get hype like there's like it's not just about it's not selling the ticket it's not selling you the toy it's selling everything like sure. justice league is coming you know yeah so it's it's like it's not just trying to sell you one thing it's trying to bring awareness about Justice League or yeah. about Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not one thing, whereas some of it is like Dollar Shave Club sign up right now, nine ninety nine, blah, blah, blah. I've finally started seeing Star Wars advertising, by the way. It's been, I feel like they've been really slow on the slow on the draw with mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Where but Force Awakens, it was like everywhere mm-hmm. for the entire year. It felt mm-hmm. it felt like but like yesterday, as maybe it wasn't yesterday. I was at the grocery store, mm-hmm. picked up some bananas, all over the bananas. 
Kylo Ren. I was like, all right, look at that. <laughs> yeah. But like back to the purpose of the ad stuff, there's some brands and stuff, things that are so big that I'm like, how do you notice if this commercial is doing well for you? Yeah. Like for a Coke ad on YouTube, that's a seven second spot or five, seconds, you know? Yeah. How is that doing well for you? And I think that's like a, I think that there's a, I can't remember. Oh man, there's a really great quote, but the the gist of the quote is like, I don't know a lot about advertising, but what I do know is that nobody knows if it works. <laughs> it was like it's something along those lines of like, yeah, one thing I can be sure about is that nobody knows if this works or not. But I mean, it clearly does work in some ways, but you can. It's so hard to tell. You're like, I mean, the metrics are basically how many people saw it. Exactly. <laughs> like, like who so, knows? like, yeah, getting oh, like for getting ads. <clears throat> excuse me for getting ads on podcasts or uh youtube videos or whatever it's like do you have x amount of viewers all right we'll let you do this many ads you know yeah for every a thousand viewers you have then you can do blah 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 right yeah because that's when you start getting people are like oh you have an audience that we can try and get um our our name in front of yeah. right looking for eyeballs mm-hmm. and ears yeah and so yeah, yeah. podcast looking for ears videos and commercials everything you're just looking to get your name in front of people yeah and so like for youtube videos it's like subscriptions and uh daily users and stuff like that viewers and yeah. then for um like tv and radio spots is based on how many listeners or viewers they have like based on ratings and stuff like that like oh this is a highly rated show like it's like yeah we think this is going to do good because it's getting in front of the most people right now. Right. And it's because it's first in line of a, in a slot of three in different a one ads. minute and th- or a minute 30, you know, commercial yeah. break or whatever. Yeah. We are the first, com- you know, it's just, yeah. And like, Oh man, I don't know. I like, I think I like some podcast ads. I've been kind of listening to them a little more intently because I've been trying to write some of my own. And like, I, I think they're better when the the ad itself understands the particular show that they're on. Mm-hmm. Um, so like some, some advertisers will let, like when we listen to kind of funny, like they let Greg write the, the ad or whatever. I think that sometimes is good. I think most of the time it is not good for them because it takes away from their brand. And as the kind of funny brand, totally. a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they're, they're sure they're getting their name out there. They're raising awareness. Whereas like something like zip recruiter, they just write their regular ad, send it to bill Burr. And then bill Burr makes fun of zip recruiter for about five minutes on his show as part of the ad read. Like he just, and I think that, I would have never heard of ZipRecruiter, but now I have shown so many different people the ZipRecruiter ad on Bill Burr's podcast because it's so freaking funny. Everything he says in that because he's reading it word for word, but every once in a while, something in it, it just bothers him and he just, God, why? Or like he'll, his thing is like when he, when he sees Zip, he just goes, Zip Recruiter. <laughs> like we'll just like shout the <laughs> name of the, and it's so funny every single time he does it. It's worth sharing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are just the ones that just read it, you mm-hmm. know, like the RT podcast. They just read the ads. And I think I think those are all right. I think you just have to do a lot of them for before you're somebody's like, you know, I do want to try getting some really high-quality natural snacks sent mm-hmm. to my door. <laughs> but you just um, reminded me of another aspect of this. Okay. Um, that's, but I want to hear your take on it because – um, part of it is the viewers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
or listeners, subscribers, whatever, and the like how large your audience is. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah. For these different personalities, they have large audiences and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So what do you, like, what is your view on influencer campaigns? Influencer, oh, they're, they're weird. Cause it's more, that's more like sponsored content kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just, okay. You are very popular and you have X million number of viewers, subscribers, blah, 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 followers. Um, here's some of our free stuff. Just use this a lot in yeah. what you do. I think, or oh, we'll pay man. you to use our stuff, not free stuff, but like we'll pay you to use this or yeah. we'll give you this for free if you use it a lot, you know? Yeah. I think like that's where we've gotten into some of this like weird kind of just purging of influencers and their sponsors lately on YouTube where it's just like some people are making bad, bad decisions. But also Instagram that, too is what I was, what, what I was thinking yeah, too, like Instagram yeah. models and whatnot. Uh, or, there's been getting, a ton of things with like Kim Kardashian and stuff lately where she has been like not disclosing the fact that she, a lot of her stuff is just blatant advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and has been getting in a lot of trouble for that. And Selena I think, Gomez too, I think. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that is problematic in, in a way that is like, you're just damaging the entire aspect of that industry where now people are more vigilant looking for, okay, is this sponsored or like drawing, drawing attention to the fact of like this person doesn't actually care about this product that they're showing and they don't care about me because they're just showing me whatever and saying they like it. But really who knows they're being paid a million dollars to use it. I completely agree with you with like muddying the water because like now we don't know a lot of times what is advertising and what's not we our first topic was about video games you know and it it could go with anything like um people who review anything right yeah i feel like you have to be way more you have to know whether or not they were being paid to do that or yeah yeah that's what i was trying to say yeah i think i think there's there's a there is a section of all of those disclosure things. there are, there are yeah there are influencers that are really upfront about their disclosure and most of them have to be i don't know what the specific laws around it are but i know that you have to say that you're advertising or whatever mm-hmm. but some of them are way more upfront and honest about it um i don't remember her name do you know the the uh the girl that builds the robots that are really bad the really crappy robots i know who you're talking about i don't know her name simone i think her name is simone Garrett's or something like that. Mm-hmm. She builds these hilarious robots. Like there's the one with the cereal where the robot will pick up your cereal box, dump it into a bowl of cereal, but then forget to turn the cereal back back. So it's just, it just pours cereal all over your floor and then tries to shovel cereal into her mouth. And it mm-hmm. just is throwing cereal. Mm-hmm. She did a sponsored uh, video with Google home, but the whole sponsorship was that we just want you to build a robot and then control it with Google home to just show off the product. And she was upfront about it and said, Hey, this is a, a sponsored ad, but I want you to know that I've built this robot and they're just, they just want me to show off Google home, but in return, they're producing this whole video for me. So it was like, cool, great. Thanks for telling me that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Watch the video. Still enjoyed it. And then she says, by the way, with all of the sponsored, like all of the money from this sponsored production is going to uh, Puerto Rico relief or something. Mm-hmm. It was something along those lines. I think that was what it was, but it was like, cool even better like you're you're saying hey you're about to watch an ad this is an ad for google mm-hmm. there's no if and or about about it that's what you're watching but it doesn't really matter because this is all going for a good thing or whatever yeah 
I so I like those kind of things. I don't like when it gets shady because I think that just makes it bad for the rest of them. Yeah, it's just harder to tell what is being like honestly shown to or like I don't know seeing yeah. what the difference is between this is an ad this is my honest opinion x y or this is like i don't know when things are like we see so many things being sold to us all the time totally you know? so it's kind of like where where that line is drawn of oh this is an ad or this is like product placement or you know yeah all that it's kind of crazy yeah i'm i like i totally prefer it when people are saying like look this is an ad but also I kind of like this thing. Like <laughs> it's actually good. And mm-hmm. and then later on we'll say like when they're not in the ad reader or whatever. But seriously, I said earlier in the ad that I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm using it. Like I use yeah. it at home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Things like that are I think that enhances the sponsored content. And I think it makes it work better too because you're building goodwill with their audience and things like that when like the person you're using to sponsor or the person you're sponsoring actually enjoys your product, then they they'll get the audience to buy in. Yeah. But, like, back to the influencer thing, like, it's not just about, like, what you said with that girl, like, who was getting paid to do that. But, like, choosing who's in your ads, yeah. you know, to represent, like, oh, let's get um, Aziz Ansari to be in this pistachios ad. Or let's yeah. get, um, like, The Rock to be, the, like, you know, like, getting big personalities, like, oh, yeah. I like The Rock. I'll do this. Or, you know, like, like those ones are funny. those type of influencers, like who are like, or this is just a famous person who is doing now a commercial for, I don't know, you know, X, Y, and Z. You yeah. Know? And it's different. Like, Cause like athletes do it all the time. And, um, I feel like though they, they're always sponsoring something. That's how they do most. Like, but I don't know. It's just so interesting to see how, like, I feel like it's a two way street. One is like the athlete wants to sp- like, is, Oh, this is a cool opportunity to get sponsored. Yeah. Get that's my name cool. out there. Also, I'll get a little money from it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Whereas the the product is like, oh man, um, Steph Curry is hot right now. Let's get him to sponsor this Brita filter. You know? Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's which it's interesting. Um, we were talking about this a little bit. Um, a couple of my friends in my community last night. We were talking about how, like Under Armour, they just had that report come out that they're just not doing super well. And they were talking about like, yeah, but the year where they, everybody was like, oh, Under Armour's the thing. It was like they had all of the right guys that they were sponsoring and all but of their then, all like, of their athletes were like the best in their mm-hmm. in their respective sport. But then like a year. lot of their higher ups like got fired or quit. They sure. all left. And it's it's yeah. But like the so I think I think they're a good example of <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think. <laughs> Do we need to go back? No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I think a lot of it is like their their re- reliance on basically sponsoring these players and stuff. What happens when those players are not at the peak of their game like they were when they were sponsored by Under Armour? Then it's like, well, I mean, cool, whatever. I mean, it's. I feel like there's such a danger with sponsoring influencers or athletes or movie stars or whatever, or like Especially using with all the scandals ad. that are going on right now. Oh, now is not a time to hire any, anybody of any sort of fame in any sort of industry to do it. Like, yeah. To be the face be... of your brand because they can just go down real quick right now with everybody's being so open and honest about things that have happened. Yeah. I like but... what Nick Scar- Scarpino is calling it the cleanse. That's yeah. a great name for it. That works. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, that's what it's, we have to call it. It's encouraging that like, okay, it's discouraging all the things that are happening, but that like, People spoke up and now more people want to speak up. Yeah. 
it's discouraging that it's gone on for this long and that there are this many victims that have been just living this terrible life in the shadows basically because of all of these people that are much more powerful than them or whatever like that. But it's awesome that every, like there's just this mass purge of like, look, we need to just oust all of these people that are bad. What I love about this thing that we started talking about is we started with commercials and then we went into like different sorts of advertising and like um, influencers and now we're just like it's just grown into um, media. It's like I thought it was a great talking point and something that I would wanted to talk about on like for sure how you get. I don't know, just commercials and stuff like that. I feel like advertising in general is just so wild because there's so many different things that you can do with it. Like I was, I've been thinking about this a lot of like, I, cause I, like I said, I don't see commercials. I don't watch YouTube ads. And I was trying to think like, man, am I getting advertised to at all aside from ad reads on podcasts? And then I was like, yeah, look at that. There's a, I've like I said the Kylo Ren on the bananas or like things like that where if people are getting it's hard to escape like even though you're unplugged quote unquote from TV and stuff like that sure. it's still hard to escape because you're just, listening to the ads you're seeing them everywhere they're getting more creative we're so saturated in like that. you can use maps and it'll be like hey Starbucks is on the way you want to stop there I'm like no why no I don't want to stop at a That's Starbucks cool. <laughs> it is cool it's brilliant of like yes I do need some coffee maybe I'll is there a Dutch Bros nearby I'll get that instead <laughs> you know but. But like, it's just wild to see the way it's adapting and evolving around the way the world is changing. Because it's like soon, I don't know, TV's not going to be getting the same grab that it used to. And it's going to be the same for YouTube where they're just going to need to figure out a way to talk to the people they need to talk to. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's always going to be evolving. Like you said, everything has changed. So like they're going to find a way to make their money. And so they're going to find the best way to um, get it out to the people totally it's an entire industry built on creativity if you don't think that they're going to figure out a way to do it then you're just flat out wrong yeah <laughs> yeah we didn't even get into like now just thought when well, you said it's a total like it's totally based around creativity yeah. um it's also a uh, based on deception too like how you can oh yeah uh you know and i was just thinking like when you said base, it's an entire industry based on creativity the very first thing that came into my mind was um the tobacco industry Oh, and man. how like years ago, like how yeah. advertising, I don't know. It, but it's crazy. The I, tobacco industry is like, that's a scary place. That's yeah. a scary place to be. But how you can change laws and how you can change like, I don't know. Legislation yeah. That's the, like that's the stuff I don't, I don't like. I don't, yeah. I don't like that's big, scary things that I that. don't want to think about. I like the smaller things of like that commercial made me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the show, I'm going to have to show you a couple of funny commercials. Yeah, you should. Maybe you we'll should. post them or something. I don't know. Oh, one more sponsored on one more sponsored thing that I saw. I saw this today. Basically, it seems like AT and T is sponsoring <gasps> the entirety of Taylor Swift's new album launch. Really? Have you seen any of these? No, I've been not really following Taylor Swift. I haven't been a fan of the stuff which she's released so far. It's been different, that's for sure. I know, and I, I like Taylor Swift. I'm just, and I like Taylor Swift, just not her latest music. I'm not yeah, the biggest fan. I'm not. I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on with this album. It's not. It's just not connecting with me yet. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. It's not, it hasn't connected with me. Did you listen to the newest song, Gorgeous? Parts of it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It was like, all right, cool. But anyway, AT&T has been doing a whole bunch of uh, like just sponsored content, I guess, with Taylor Swift to where like on their YouTube channel, they're just making videos with Taylor and they're mm-hmm. like just random different things. Today though, she was pushing really hard this, uh, Basically, it's her writing "Gorgeous," the, the her new song. I did see that pop up. I didn't watch it. I saw it pop up on YouTube, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool," but I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty cool thing of, of like, well, I, it was pretty cool for the most part. Um, it showed like the basically the 
it looked like the first three days. I don't know what it was, what it actually was, but it was like this cool little glimpse into her songwriting process. And with her, I kind of feel it was more genuine of like, she was making these videos so that she'd go back and look at them or whatever. And then AT&T was like, Hey, we kind of want to do a spotlight on your new song or whatever. And she's like, all right, I got these videos. That's what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. It was really cool though. Like seeing her write a song and like working out the lyrics and stuff and mm-hmm. figuring out the chords and then showing it to her producer and the producer being like, this is effing cool. And she's like, Hey, and then it cuts to the song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You got anything else? No, we could talk about this forever. Like I, it's just a rabbit hole for me. So it I'm is. Good. We could, we could do a whole, we should just do a yearly show about commercials <laughs> and star Wars and star Wars. That's okay. Yeah. Every year, every year, every, November, every December, the first episode of December or of, uh, December or November is just a uh, star Wars and commercials. Re- star Wars recap. This is the Star Wars episode that was the released this December. Let's talk about it. Yeah. That, I'm down. It's been a good show. I think so, too. As always, this has been the Things and Stuff podcast. You can follow me at the Sneath And me at Jeremy underscore Juan. Be sure to follow the show at Things Stuff Pod. If you like what you hear, be sure to share it with your friends. Things and Stuff posts every Thursday, so we'll see you here next week. Bye-bye.